Hey kid, do you want to watch Pacific Rim Uprising? Yeah, sure. Youth Podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Brennan. And you are coming along for a ride on our drive time special where we're going to cover Pacific Rim Uprising. So if you guys haven't listened to one of our drive time specials before, we're literally on our way driving right now to the movie theater and we're going to discuss Pacific Rim and our thoughts for the movie and everything and just a general discussion. And then the uh, ride back, we will be discussing the movie Pacific Rim Uprising uh, with spoilers so yeah you've been warned yeah there will you've be been spoilers. warned there will be spoilers considering this is a brand spanking new movie mm-hmm. um, my audio and my thoughts might not be the best because I am driving yeah so keep that in mind and here we are we're on our way to the movie theater <laughs> <laughs> so um, what are your thoughts on Pacific Rim when you heard it was announced in the trailers and the actual movie itself. The original. Yes. That's what we're going to discuss now. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it looked awesome. You were just, you were younger, getting into kaiju stuff. So, it was an obvious choice that, yes, we were going to go see that movie. And at the time, we lived in a small, smaller town, I should say. Mm-hmm. And we only had one theater, and it only had maybe three movies at a time playing there. Yeah. And I thought, for sure, it would play there. And it didn't. It didn't because they opted to get Grown Ups 2 instead. <laughs> and man, huh, was I mad. Yeah. So we ended up having to drive, you know, over a half hour to the next town over and see it there. And I don't know. I liked it. I, I it really was a liked lot of it. Fun. I think a lot of people complained that the characters weren't deep enough and the story was lacking but it's you're not you're not really seeing it for that you're seeing it to watch a giant robot use a sword as a boat <laughs> a boat as a sword yeah <laughs> and i mean i really i really really liked it and like you said that's when i really started to get into the whole kaiju thing so that movie coming out was seriously like the best that was perfect timing for that movie to come out because yeah. really started to get into Godzilla pretty sure I've seen Gamera at that point so it was oh and I thought Guillermo del Toro did a great job I really like the the aesthetic to it because it definitely pulls a lot from Ultraman and some Godzilla you can really tell the styles and everything. I mean, I mean, I got, yeah, it is giant monsters, so... Yeah, you Obviously. Can, you can tell whoever worked on it was definitely a fan. Even the music itself had... There were some definite musical cues back to 
you know, the main Godzilla theme. Yeah. And I appreciated that. I like the the tone of it, too. And I wouldn't say it took a realistic approach to the giant monster. <laughs> Not at all. Giant robot scenario, but it definitely didn't take the whimsical... Not whimsical, but, like, outlandish route. It yeah. still stayed a little bit grounded. As grounded as you can get. Yeah. And I've read the, um... I've read the, uh, prequel... Some of the prequel stuff for Pacific Rim Uprising. And I think it's about, um... Amira... I forget. It's something with an A and M. It's a really weird name. But it's all about her and her, uh parents getting killed by a kaiju attack when she was super little. They were killed, and it's really cool because they actually have Strike Eureka, one of my favorite Jaegers, from that first movie, in it, which I really liked, but it's all about her, and she, parents die, and she ends up, like, making Jaegers, basically, from scrap pieces, so I think she plays a really big part. And for those who may not have seen Pacific Rim... A Jaeger is what they call the giant robots. Yeah, it's uh, German, I think, for yes, hunter. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it takes two people to pilot one because they're so massive. And mm-hmm. they have to be linked mentally Yeah. in order to complete all the functions in the Jaeger. And when they link together, which is called drifting, yeah. mm-hmm. that's when they, they end up sharing all their memories, so they know everything about each other. It's it really creates interesting. an interesting dynamic. It right? definitely does. And, you know, it's definitely, you know, taps into the whole um, mecha genre, which, you know, is kind of its own thing, too. Yeah, and I haven't really gotten into that much mecha stuff. I mean, obviously, I've, like seen mechs before, obviously Mechagodzilla and that sort of thing, but I know it takes a lot of cues from a 90s anime called Evangelion, Okay. and that I've seen clips from it, and you can really tell, because if you remember from the uh, first Pacific Rim, there's that scene when they're first getting in the Jaegers, and that weird fluid that like goes down their face and everything. I don't know if you remember that, but it was, it was pretty interesting, because they had like, this weird like yellow fluid in their masks that would drain out. It was really weird, but in Evangelion, the way that the humans connect to the Avas is they they have like this really weird liquid that just fills the pod. And it's like a breathable liquid. And it like has that neural connection to the to the robot, which you can it's so similar to Pacific Rim. And Guillermo del Toro is a big anime fan. He just he loves watching anime. <laughs> And Fishman. And Fishman, yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy that he won that award, too. He won Best Picture for his yeah. movie Shape of Water. He really deserved that. Okay, well, let's not have too much dead air here. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't done one of these in a long time. What was Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, good old spoons. Yeah. And we were going to do one for Black Panther, but... There was something came up on the day that we were going to go, and then it became the next weekend, and I was out of town, and then you saw it without me. Sorry. Yeah. And, and when I say you, it, it can mean Brennan or everybody. I was very late to that one. Yeah. One thing that I did really like about 
the first Pacific Rim is that it the the designs of the Jaegers were so specific to the actual countries that they're from. You can really tell. Like you oh. look at you look at the Russian one, and that was like a Mark II because there's like different marks, like different generations of Jaegers. And I think the ones in the most recent movies are six and sevens. But oh, what was the name of that one? Uh, Cherno Alpha. Cherno Alpha. Yeah. It, lo- it looked very Russian. Yeah, I had like this basically giant smokestack on top of it. And it's it very, it like, brute looked, force. I thought it kind of looked like a submarine. Yeah, that too. I really like Cherno Alpha. Yeah, there was, a lot of, there was a lot of fun in that movie. I liked, you know, uh, Charlie Day's character mm-hmm. was really cool. Yeah, I'm glad he's returning, too. Yeah, should be interesting. Um, I know there were rumors originally when they talked about making a sequel that he would be the villain. Yeah, because he hands up in the first movie. He the drift that that the two Jaeger pilots do to connect to the Jaeger. He did it with a kaiju brain so that he can learn more about kaiju's and where they're from and everything, and why they're here. So a lot of people were thinking that he drifted with a kaiju, but since he, the drift goes both ways, that his brain is starting to get like it's going to get taken over by the kaiju and that he's going to become evil. And I believe Pacific Rim was the last movie I said I would accept uh, I'm going to sacrifice sacrifice myself in a portal to close it type of deal Yeah. and barely escape. And where, you know, it was a, if we can shut this down it'll shut everything down. You know, because it would also disconnect any you know, because they were connect, the kaiju were connected, you know, through the rift. So if the rift closed, if there were any left, that never really happened though. There weren't any kaiju alive. Right, but I mean that was also the thought though behind it too. And I, that's a big question too: is how's the how's the drift is gonna how's the rift gonna come back? Because the kaiju came from this interdimensional portal between and the um, between the. Um, crack in the Pacific Ocean the right. fault line so my beef with that though is they talked about how dinosaurs were probably okay early kaiju I did not really care no, for that no that wasn't that wasn't it's it's commonly misinterpreted what he says it's more that the reason the kaiju the, the dinosaurs I mean went extinct is because the aliens tried terraforming the planet and it, the planet just wasn't ready then? Yeah, the planet just wasn't ready. So and in turn... <laughs> and in turn... Because there's too much, like, air. Because there's a lot more trees back then. So when they tried terraforming it, they couldn't terraform it enough. So the dinosaurs died off because of the big, you know, global change and everything. But now that there's so much pollution in the air now, it made the atmosphere ripe enough for them to terraform it. Okay. So that's why they try... Like, hey, that's why they attack now. These humans... Yeah. Did a really good job I really, of ruining this place. I for really us. hope they show more of the aliens too, because they didn't really show them that much, and I was really interested in what they were like. See, I thought they looked like the aliens from Independence Day. They kind of did. And I kind of didn't care for that. I don't know, but they've been okay with Pacific Rim Uprising. They've been super secretive on the villains, their motives. There's the evil Jaeger, who's What's in it. What's going on with that? We're What's find going out. on with that? Yeah. I am. I have been. I've been waiting for this movie for five years now. 
Indeed you have. And yeah. it seemed like it wasn't going to happen. No. Do you know if the animated series is still happening? I do not believe so. I haven't heard anything on that in a very long time. Neither do I know if um, the comic series that they had planned is going to be coming back. So, at least they came out with a sequel. Yeah. That's... It didn't really seem glad. likely. No, it did not. It didn't really do well in the U.S. It did really well in China, because half of the movie takes place in China. I think that was a big, really big reason <laughs> they had a good chunk of that movie taking place in China. But well, that, and it wasn't, I don't think it was so much strategic as far as we can get a global market, but mm-hmm. it really did incorporate, it was, it was a planetary problem that they were facing that started in this one specific area, so it would affect any land around there. Yeah, any, any, any coast that, any landmass has a coast with the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. So, like, the first attack was in San Francisco. There was an attack in Australia. There's a couple attacks, actually, in Australia. There's a... It was just happening everywhere. And they had... They they started to use nuclear weapons against them. That was the only way that they were stopping them. So they obviously didn't want to do that. And there's a whole prequel novel, or comic graphic novel, about the how the Jaegers were made, and it's super interesting. It's, um, before the drift was invented? I don't know, something like that, but it's really good. I've been just been eating up any, (laughs) anything with Pacific Rim. I have some toys, even. Oh, and Idris Elba in the first movie. Oh, Idris Elba's great. And that speech. Oh, that speech is so great. That's an awesome speech. And it's gonna be John Boyega! Yay! Good choice for his son, too. Yeah. Yeah, I really like Idris. And John Boyega was a producer. Oh, yeah, that's right. On this. So mm-hmm. he's totally behind it. And Guillermo del Toro is also a producer, too. So, you know, when they announced that he wasn't going to be doing, wasn't going to be directing it, I was really concerned because he really captured what that movie is all about. But to hear that he's producing it and has, like, a good amount of say into the movie. Yeah. He's the king of good intentions. He yeah. Always want, he wants to do so much, and, you know, either well, I mean, he, studio interference, or he's just too busy, or this, that, and the other and thing. Instead of making Pacific Rim 2, he made a best picture movie. <laughs> yeah, there so. you go. <laughs> hey, whatever. It's hard. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. You know, and he, he loves genre movies, which, you know, if you can get somebody to make them legit films... Which they are. They're all legit films. But for the public to recognize it, hats off to him. Mm-hmm. That's great. And I'm really glad to see the comeback in, of Giant Monsters and Kaiju into the mainstream. A yeah. little bit more than it was. Because, I mean, you go back like five years ago even, it was really... It was just a dead scene. Pacific Rim really helped things. And then Godzilla 2014 really helped with that too. Which, oh, totally. Well, I'm so excited for King of the Monsters. Kong Skull Island. Kong Skull Island, yes, also helped. I think with Pacific Rim going, then you got Legendary doing their Monsterverse, which we'll see how that pans out. As far, they're off to a good start. I'll, give them, I'll give them that, yes. They're off to a really good start. And then you have Toho, and they're, they're making their animated movies, which we did a review on Godzilla Monster Planet. You guys should go check that one out. 
It's available on Netflix. Yeah. The, the actual movie. I was talking about the podcast. Oh, so you go check no, out the podcast. I'm saying, I'm saying the movie itself. Yeah, so check it's out the movie too. Don't use it accessible. as an entry into Godzilla though, because it'll give you the false idea, the wrong idea. <laughs> it does some zingy things. It does some really weird things, yeah. So. But they all do pretty weird things at the end of the day. Yeah, especially when you like flew away and. <laughs> all right. Well, here we are. We are currently approaching our cinema choice really nice cinema i have to give them that it's mm-hmm. so dream lounger and all oh it oh yeah compared to the one where we used to live this one is <laughs> it's a palace I, I did like our old one though this one's truly a palace okay well here we are we are going to park we are going to head in watch the movie and when we're done We're going to hop back in and we're going to talk about it. Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? An obscure body in the SK system, Your Majesty. The inhabitants refer to it as the planet Earth. How peaceful it looks. Most effective, Your Majesty. Will you destroy this Earth? Destroy it utterly. Send Rick and Danny in wool rocket Ajax. So, just destroy it? That's what Ming said. Don't you ever listen? Well, there's no arguing with Ming. Hail Hail Ming. Ming. Wait! You see those transmissions on the Visua screen? Crow? Nightmare on Elm Street? Chud 2? Black Belt Jones? Nightbreed? What's a critter? I've seen those things. Flash? I guess we could wait a while before the destruction. Yeah, and watch the movies. And talk about them. The Hemming Power Hour. Disobedience to Ming. For now. You can find us at Legion Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. iTunes. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. At www. You know what? Just Google it for yourself. Just Google it, you bastages. Hail Ming. Breaking 2? Electric Boogaloo? Samurai Cop? Army of Darkness? Flashdance? <laughs> <laughs> We might destroy the planet if it's flashed out. Bad movies. The world is full of them. From low-budget crap fests to downright unwatchable. And only two men are willing to watch them all. So climb in and take your seat. This is Short Bus Cinema. Let's do it. Hey everyone, this is Johnny Krug from Kruger Nation. And this is Rick Morgan from the Helming Power Hour. And we have decided to team up and take you where no one has gone before. We're on a quest to find the world's worst movie, and we're doing it on the bus. 
Driving through cult classics in every genre to find holy grail of bad movies. So if you're looking for something different and more fun than you can stand, then climb on in. Short Bus Cinema is a proud member of Legion Podcasts. That's right, yo. Short Bus Cinema. We'd love to watch the movies you hate. Pablo Escobar's cameo in it, I think, was really underplayed. Ugh. Yeah, so um, I had a small brain aneurysm because they forced me to watch the Deadpool 2 trailer. Yeah, don't say that. We might lose a fan. What do you mean? There's probably like one person out there is listening to this podcast going, I love Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool's well, my favorite. I, I missed all of the movie we were supposed to watch because paramedics had me like strapped down I was convulsing profusely um, I was, I was, oh no I I, got, I had I had liquid diarrhea I lost it at Amy Schumer <laughs> that's where I <laughs> oh man all right well jokes bound <laughs> we're back um, ready to drive back home and discuss this movie and launch spittle all over Brennan. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Mm-hmm. Yay. Okay, so initial thoughts on Pacific Rim Uprising. I'm backing up, man. Oh. You can talk. I thought that it was neat. <laughs> initial thought was it was neat. I... The stakes weren't as high as Pacific Rim, which I think was a good choice because you couldn't just up the stakes because then it just seems like the first movie wasn't really that big of a deal. Like, you you really would have to... And I think, too, it wasn't all too serious as the first one was. It definitely seemed less serious. Yeah, it was definitely less serious. Um, Just a quick rundown of the story is that there's another company, or there's a company that made some drones, so they want to eliminate having actual humans pilot Yeah, they're like they're like, yeah, you don't need humans. Just have that. a computer in the Jaeger and then have some guy off in some facility yeah. somewhere operating Yeah, like, it. you don't have to put a person in them anymore. Yeah. They just work it remotely. The thought was is that it could be dangerous, and then there's also another Jaeger who appears. And kills Mako, which was really sad. Yeah. Lots of fighting, lots of buildings that, being destroyed. That Jaeger Not a lot cool. of evacuating the city as fast as they did in the first one. So there's a lot more people collateral. getting stomped. There's there's a whole lot of buildings where I was like, oh, well, that's somebody's office, and they're they're totally dead. Nobody saw this coming. When uh, Gypsy and um, Obsidian Fury were first fighting, and Obsidian Fury's sword went into that office. Yeah. I was like, ah. There's yeah, there was a whole lot of office built. There were buildings just everywhere. I shouldn't say necessarily office buildings. Some of them, some of them could have been apartments filled with toddlers i don't know like in the first pacific room there weren't wasn't really that many like building toppling it was more like especially the fight with like otachi yeah. in the city 
he never really like I, there was a couple buildings that were completely destroyed but it wasn't like in this movie they're 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 literally pulling down buildings yeah there's a lot there's a lot of work I don't think we could really get into the story too much because that would take a long time to yeah I don't want to necessarily run through the entire story but um, that's just kind of the basis of where it goes yeah I don't want to spoil it too much for people but we're doing it spoiler Newt's the bad guy (laughs) (laughs) well there you have it yeah I'm I don't really know how I feel about that I, I will say this, there was a whole lot of just Charlie Day talking to himself. Like, yeah. There's Newt, he's, uh, he's hanging out here and he's saying something, but he's just by himself. I thought... And it felt really awkward. There's a lot of really awkward scenes in the movie. I really liked the twist when he walks in, he's talking to his wife and everything, we don't hear the wife, so I thought that was kind of suspicious. I thought his wife was just killed off by, like, evil company. Oh, but I no. thought it was going to be sex bot or something. That was another thought that I had, too. But then, Psych turns out to be the kaiju brain from the first movie. I thought that was really creepy and a good twist. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't totally surprised by it. Hence our, you know, since our previous conversation Mm -hmm. about it on the way there. And that was kind of a thing. But it's fine. It doesn't matter. It makes sense. Not any precursor or anything. They talk about him a whole bunch. No, it's all pretty much uh, terrestrial type things going on. Which I was kind of disappointed. Which the the sequel that they set up when uh, Mr. Pentikoff forgot his first name was like, this time we're going to be coming to them. We're going to open up the portal and we're going to fight them. What did you... What did you think about um, when they actually did finally open up the portals? Because, mm-hmm. like, the drones the drones were... open up mini portals all over the place. And three kaiju end up making it out. And it turns out that once they start getting their butts beat quite a bit, they all merge together. What was your thoughts on that? I thought the merger was really neat because they used the drones from the evil... Or not the evil... There weren't... It wasn't an evil company. It was Newt that really yeah. was evil. The company itself was that evil. But they used the... Um, from Shao... Shao Industries or whatever it's called. Um, they used the drones, like little tiny drones, and they all ran out and then like started like kind of almost ripping up the kaiju because you could see like their blood everywhere. Yeah. And then they fused them all together. I thought that was really... I thought that was a good way to do it instead of just like they kind of like climb on each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know... But I think they should have kept Obsidian Fury around a bit more because Obsidian Fury was so cool. Yeah. I think that could have. I think that should have been like the last fight actually, was between Gypsy Avenger and Obsidian Fury because they were they were really neat. I mean, it's no big surprise that hey, all you young recruit kids, you're gonna have to fill in because everybody else just unceremoniously was murdered. They got myrtleized. I liked the, um... I liked the female character that went nowhere. <laughs> There's a lot of characters that went nowhere. Like, And I feel that this, this, this storyline would have been better served as an actual, say, like, animated program. Because 
I feel I kind of wanted to know a little bit more, and I wanted those characters, while albeit simple archetypes, I wanted them to have a little bit more. Like I wanted to know them just a little bit more, and I feel that they just are background characters who end up getting important tasks later on in the movie. So it doesn't really, if anything happens to them, you don't really care. I didn't feel like I cared like when one died. I was like, bah. Yeah. Like, it just held no Well, maybe it should have been a dongle when Mr. Pentecost forgot his first name. Was, he's yelling at you like, hey, don't run out the big kaiju. And you're like, no, we got this. Go for the eyes. And they, <laughs> and they get clobbered. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of your own fault, buddy. <laughs> But I feel like it would have been served better to have a little bit more character development for them. Mm-hmm. Or just not even really introduce them. I don't know. And it, that aspect of it, I liked it and disliked it all at the same time. I mean, I think... I don't know. I just feel like it wasn't... It was such a small event, because you go back to the first movie and it was this has been happening for years mm-hmm. that kaiju have been attacking we've been beating them and everything like that and then just like that they started winning but this one it's just kind of like jaegers are there oh no threats you know like it just seemed less like it wasn't as important as the first one well the end of the world was a lot more imminent because all that like merged kaiju had to do was jump in Mount Fuji and it would have destroyed the earth or just would have it would have ignited the ring of fire which right but it would have released toxic gases in the air killing yeah. everybody on the planet because they discovered that the kaiju blood when it, it reacts really violently to rare earth material which here's what I don't get so they trace the paths of all the kaijus, and it turns out to all lead to Mount Fuji. Right. So, but well, then why would all the kaijus, like, say, go attack, um, like, go attack Australia? That's not on your way. You're going out of your way to go attack Sydney. Well, not to mention, if you're coming from a rift, aren't you around a lot of rare earth elements? Because Well, no, of... it's, it's only achievable in the mantle, and you're not about to dig your way. Yeah, but I mean, the... Mount Fuji's the only place where those minerals were coming to surface. What about all the volcanic activity under the sea? Well, everything's better. Everything's better when you're clean. (laughs) I don't know. I thought it was okay. I just feel like it was just kind of like, we need a way that the kaijus could destroy the planet because the threat isn't as big. Right. And I, I felt that was a little too much. I don't think they needed an endgame necessarily. I don't think they as they needed... just wanted to open up more rifts and have one massive attack. Which, I thought that's what they were doing and it was like, oh, well then that's cool because now they only have to fight a few. Like three of them. And they're all rookies, for the most part. So they're not really going to do a great job. Yeah. And that's going to be one heck of a battle the, for them. The Mount Fuji explosion thing just wasn't really needed. No, if I felt it was unnecessary. Like that was a, some studio exec going, "Well, I need something bigger. The whole world needs to come to an end." I, 
can't get over the fact that when Amari ejected from uh, Bracer Phoenix. No, it wasn't Bracer Phoenix. It was Bracer Phoenix. I don't remember the names that much because I don't have their posters on my wall. Um, when she ejected, she landed right outside the Gundam statue. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> it was really cool. And it was a, such a large nod. <laughs> like, you can't really get any more obvious than that. And they snuck in NECA toys, too. Yeah, like, I noticed that. All the... All the, like, Jaeger toys. Like, I thought that was kind of like... Those are obviously just the NECA toys. Yeah, and those kind of things, those kind of things when I see something like toys from the previous movie and this movie, well, I mean, or toys for this movie and this movie, it kind of takes me out of it. I think the toys were totally okay because there were toys made of the Jaegers. Yeah, that is true. And there were okay. toys made of the Kaiju. Okay, there you go. I'm still going. Oops. I difficulty. <laughs> I don't know why it does that. But you know, that's part of that's part of the whole driving experience and trying to record on a old tiny laptop, I guess. Okay. So as as we were talking about, we were okay with the toys. Yeah, we were I'm okay with the toys. They were in the first movie. But I just there's something about this movie, and there's just something... I just didn't meet the same tone of the first movie. Yeah, it, well, it felt off the entire thing. I felt that it didn't really know what it wanted to be. Mm-hmm. It, when it wanted to be funny, I think there was only really one joke that really landed with me. Um, and that was later on in the movie. I thought there, there were a couple that made me chuckle, but I think that... It really only needs to be, like, those chuckle jokes, you know? Like, in the first movie, there wasn't really, like, punchline stuff. It was just kind of, like, chuckly It felt kind of It things. felt flat. The entire movie did. I just feel like when it wanted to be, like, an uplifting kids' story, like, kids' movie, it was. But then it, then it was, like, this, it took on the darker tone. I feel like the choice to have everything in day was a bad choice. Because, you know, you look at the first movie and everyone complain, oh, it's too dark. It really wasn't that dark. People need to get over that. It really wasn't that dark. There was so much lighting in that movie. So much dynamic lighting. And it really set the tone of like, this weird neon. And I just feel like this movie... It... The nighttime attack felt the most like Pacific Rim. And I think it might be the lighting. Not just the lighting. There's way more to it than just the lighting. Uh-huh. But I just feel like that dark time... You need, like, lights to illuminate everything. And everything's well illuminated. I don't know, it's just kind of those... What did you think about the introduction of the new character, the girl? I don't even know her name. Mara. Okay. I think that's her name. Something with A, something M, something That's my weird. biggest beef with movies now. It's like, you just don't even really get introduced to people by name, I feel. But anyway. Like, it just comes up. Anyways, well, how did you feel about her character... I feel a lot of people are going to be like, well, she's a Mary Sue, because... Because she, she's a girl she, and she did a cool thing. Right. That's why. Right. Um, well... My only thing was that it was a... Well, how are you, how did she build that mini Jaeger even? Because she had help. Because it... Okay. If you read the prequel comic... Oh. If you read the prequel comic, and I think they should have explained this better in the movie, because I totally get where you're coming from. Because just, when just she's, because things are really heavy. When she, of it, when heavy. she, um, 
when her parents were killed, she ran away and she was picked up by a rogue Jaeger. Um, and she was then, you know, taken off by this group. And they, they basically, they were Jaeger makers. Now that she didn't have a family, now she has to, you know, live with them. And they taught her all about Jaeger making. And they started building Scrapper before, because they died off. I forget how they die. They die or they're arrested or something. They're gone. They're out of the picture. So she's left to finish off Scrapper. And I thought you, rogue Jaegers are really interesting. Like, there's this one part of the movie where it goes to some footage, and I think it was, like, India or some area on there. It's, like, a rogue Jaeger, and it's, oh, like, yeah, yeah, walking really around. Brief. It was really brief, but I I really liked that, that idea. And I thought all the rogue Jaeger stuff was really cool. Yeah, it's a good concept, and it might have been a little more interesting if they just went that route. But I don't know. It definitely lends itself with the group dynamic and all that stuff. It definitely, like I said earlier, it feels, it felt like I was watching a cartoon just with real life actors. Like, this could have been an anime that I was watching. It didn't really feel that different, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was totally cool with that. Um, I think maybe. There's, there wasn't enough kaiju, I don't think. Well, like, I get I get the whole Jaeger versus Jaeger thing. And the fights between Gypsy Avenger and Obsidian Fury were one of the, like, some of the best parts in that movie. It was so cool and just a lot of fun. But I just feel like they needed, like, a little bit more kaiju. Well, from the sound of things, if this movie does okay, it'll get a sequel. Another sequel, which... Based on my lukewarm reception of it, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know what other people are going to think. Um, at the end of the day, I think it, I think the movie is just okay. <laughs> it didn't blow me away. I didn't. I wasn't offended by it. No, I think it was a lot of fun. I'll give it that. It was fun. It was fun. I'm not eager to rewatch it. That's how I feel. I am. I know you are. And that's totally okay. That's fine. I just... I think it needs a good sequel with a lot more Guillermo del Toro in it. <laughs> or something. Or I don't know. What I don't even, know what would make it. What happened? Okay, so you know the main character guy from the last movie? He's not even in it. Because of scheduling issues. I know the, I know the reasons... Like, the real-life reasons why he's, not in, why he's not in it. But, like, the in-universe reasons are just not there. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe he retired. He's living on a beach. Who knows? He did a thing. Thing is fine. Alright, well, we're back home now. So that's all the time that we have. Would you recommend this movie? It's a light recommend. Um, it's, or I should say, more of a middle of the road recommend. I think that. It would be just as enjoyable if I watched it at home. I think I definitely recommend it to any giant monster fan. Any fan of Pacific Rim, I'd really recommend it to. And anyone who's just kind of looking to have some fun. Yeah, if you, you want to just go eat some popcorn, watch a movie. It has really fun action. Broke. And I think if you don't look into the story that much, the movie's really good. <laughs> That's the kind of why a lot of people go to movies. They want stories. Okay. All right. I guess what we're...
gonna go with now is we're just gonna sign off thank you everybody for listening mm-hmm. and we really appreciate your listenership and if you would like to get a hold of us you can contact us at corruptedyouthpod at gmail.com that was really hard not to say dumb and <laughs> please rate and review us and wherever you listen please do not use dongles <laughs> and remember please remember don't eat your children please rate and review we're and, on Podomatic and don't eat your children we're on Podomatic don't eat your children we're also don't on eat anybody. Apple Podcasts don't eat anybody for that matter actually Bye. Later. <laughs> <laughs>